Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line, you can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Well, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show here on TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. We've got, uh, let me start out with this. Basketball is over. Baseball just ended. Hockey's over. We do have football, but uh, that that somehow falls short of being satisfactory. So we will meander into the rest of this year. And the only thing to look forward to is we only have six days. Six days, people. You got six days to bring your ass out and vote or get your vote in by any means necessary. I came across um, a lot of Martin Luther King and how he was urging the Negroes of the 60s to get out and vote. I came across um, other black leaders, so-called black leaders, who emphasize the same thing. We are still trying to get folks out to vote. We are still trying to get people to understand if you don't get to the polls, don't ask, don't question. Donald Trump is trying to insert himself into the presidency. And I got to tell you, all of the fear-mongering, all of the he's doing this, he's going to do that, he's not going to do a damn thing. The voters will shut him down. 
even the ballots that are left on the floor in the post office, uncounted, he will still lose. As he would say, bigly, I want everybody within the sound of my voice to understand one thing, and we'll talk about this tonight, not just getting to the polls, is what we do with the Senate, a House, and the White House. And I just have to say, obstruction is their MO. You take away their obstruction by eliminating the filibuster. You take away their decades-long power move to put their finger, their thumb, their foot, sit their fat asses on the scale of justice in their favor. Democrats, those so-called leaders, they haven't prepared for this. But right now they're supposed to be basically priming, preparing the nation for a drastic left turn, a drastic we're going to govern. And in our governance, we're going to take away all of this Trump BS. See, when Trump leaves, you'll still have his rabid followers, and they'll be screaming at the top of their lungs um, and calling for revolution. That's when we should declare the President of the United States should declare these... um, Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys and the Klansmen and all of those radicals on the right as terrorist organizations because you have the means to do so because you have the evidence to do so and purge them out of law enforcement the military, prosecutor's offices, and purge them out of the black robes. You can get to a point where they leave you no choice. The Supreme Court nomination that they just pushed through Ran through, right now there should be five, maybe ten new judges being considered to expand the Supreme Court and nullify their power grab. Their power grab pernicious, hypocritical, just two words that come to mind, pernicious and hypocritical. They mean you know 
on. They'll tell you that. As they're letting the air out of your water raft, sticking pinholes in your balloon, the entire Democratic side should operate under the disguise is they can't be trusted. Voting rights, civil rights, all of the rights that they are now and have been denying people of color for so long. We have four years to turn that around. And I, I speak as if this is over and we have won it. I can't see anything looking forward. I can't see anything else that will occur. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, when the Democrats take the Senate and the Democrats increase their numbers in the House. I see more women winning. I see more women of color winning. And in the next two years, I see more women of color running. We cannot continue what is happening here today. We cannot continue to look at it as anything other than what's going on. I have uh, a great deal of opinions I would like to share with you, but um, the first opinion that I would like, I've been trying to play um, Richard Wolf. He's a notorious award-winning economist, and he has his views on capitalism, capitalism versus socialism. We are a capitalistic society slash socialist society. There are 60 programs that are socialist programs as we operate in a capitalistic way. We have to tune that down too. You make yourself your own bed. Sheldon Whitehouse, one of the most prolific speeches and He's got one that's 28 minutes long in which he literally, literally maps out who these people give their money to. The Democrats need to attack Citizens United and bring it down. They need to write legislation that says Citizens United is nothing more than legal bribery. 
and put limits on contributions and remove the cloak of secrecy around dark money. And that's the name of the clip that um, Mr. Whitehouse explains, dark money. Here it is. This is a, to me, pretty big deal. I've never seen this around any court that I've ever been involved with, where there's this much dark money and this much influence being used. Here's how the Washington Post summed it up. This is a conservative activist behind-the-scenes campaign to remake the nation's courts, and it's a $250 million dark money operation. $250 million is a lot of money to spend if you're not getting anything for it. So that raises the question, what are they getting for it? Well, I showed the slide earlier on the Affordable Care Act and on Obergefell and on Roe versus Wade, that's where they lost. But with another judge, that could change. That's where the contest is. That's where the Republican Party platform tells us to look at how they want judges to rule, to reverse Roe, to reverse the Obamacare cases, and to reverse Obergefell and take away gay marriage. That is their stated objective and plan. Why not take them at their word? But there's another piece of it, and that is not what's ahead of us, but what's behind us. What's behind us is now 80 cases, Mr. Chairman, 80 cases under Chief Justice Roberts that have these characteristics. One, they were decided five to four by a bare majority. Two, the five to four majority was partisan in the sense that not one Democratic appointee joined the five. I refer to that group as the Roberts Five. It changes a little bit, as with Justice Scalia's death, for instance. But there's been a steady Roberts Five that has delivered now 80 of these decisions. And the last characteristic of them is that there is an identifiable Republican donor interest in those cases. And in every single case, that donor interest won. It was an 80 to 0, 5 to 4 partisan route ransacking. And it's important to look at where those cases went, because they're not about big public issues like getting rid of the Affordable Care Act, undoing Roe versus Wade, and undoing same-sex marriage. They're about power. And if you look at those 80 decisions, they fall into four categories over and over and over again. One, Unlimited and dark money in politics. Citizens United is the famous one, but it's continued since with McCutcheon, and we've got one coming up now. Always the five for unlimited money in politics, never protecting against dark money in politics, despite the fact that they said it was going to be transparent. And who wins when you allow unlimited dark money in politics? A very small group the ones who have unlimited money to spend and a motive to spend it in politics. They win, everybody else loses. And if you're looking at who might be behind this, let's talk about people with unlimited money to spend and a motive to do it. We'll see how that goes. 
Next, knock the civil jury down. Whittle it down to a nub. The civil jury was in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, in our darn Declaration of Independence. But it's annoying to big corporate powers because you can swagger your way as a big corporate power through Congress. You can go and tell the president you put money into to elect what to do. He'll put your stooges at the EPA. It's all great until you get to the civil jury because they have an obligation. As you know, Judge Barrett, they have an obligation under the law to be fair to both parties, irrespective of their size. You can't bribe them. You're not allowed to. It's a crime to tamper with the jury. It's standard practice to tamper with Congress. And they make decisions based on the law. If you're used to being the boss and swaggering your way around the political side, you don't want to be answerable before a jury. And so one after another, these 85 to 4 decisions have knocked down, whittled away at the civil jury, a great American institution. Third, first was unlimited dark money. Second was demean and diminish the civil jury. Third is weaken regulatory agencies. A lot of this money, I'm convinced, is polluter money. The Coke Industries is a polluter the fossil fuel industry is a polluter. Who else would be putting buckets of money into this and wanting to hide who they are behind donors' trust or other schemes? And what if, if you're a big polluter, what do you want? You want weak regulatory agencies. You want ones that you can box up and run over to Congress and get your friends to fix things for you in Congress. Over and over and over again, these decisions are targeted at regulatory agencies to weaken their independence and weaken their strength. And if you're a big polluter, a weak regulatory agency is your idea of a good day. And the last thing is in politics, in voting. Why on earth the court made the decision a factual decision, not something appellate courts are ordinarily supposed to make, as I understand it, Judge Barrett, the factual decision that nobody needed to worry about minority voters in preclearance states being discriminated against or that legislators would try to knock back their ability to vote. These five made that finding in Shelby County against bipartisan legislation from both houses of Congress, hugely passed on no factual record. They just decided that that was a problem that was over on no record with no basis because it got them to the result that we then saw. What followed? State after state after state passed voter suppression laws. One so badly targeting African Americans that the two courts said it was surgically, surgically tailored to get after minority voters. And gerrymandering, the other great control. Bulk gerrymandering, where you go into a state like the Red Map Project did in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and you pack Democrats so tightly into a few districts that all the others become Republican-majority districts. And in those states, you send a delegation to Congress that has a huge majority of Republican members, like 13 to 5, as I recall, in a state where the five, the party of the five, actually won the popular vote. You've sent a delegation to Congress that is out of step 
with the popular vote of that state. And court after court figured out how to solve that. And the Supreme Court said, nope, five to four again. Nope, we're not going to take an interest in that question. In all these areas where it's about political power for big special interests and people who want to fund campaigns and people who want to get their way through politics without actually showing up, doing it behind donors' trust and other groups, doing it through these schemes, over and over and over again, you see the same thing. Eighty decisions, Judge Barrett. Eighty decisions, an eighty to zero sweep. I don't, I don't think you've tried cases, but some cases, the issue is bias and discrimination. And if you're making a bias case as a trial lawyer, Lindsey Graham is a hell of a good trial lawyer. If he wanted to make a bias case, Dick Durbin's a hell of a good trial lawyer. If they wanted to make a bias case and they could show an 80 to zero pattern, A, that's admissible, and B, I'd love to make that argument to the jury. I'd be really hard pressed to be the lawyer saying, no, 80 to zero is just a bunch of flukes. All five, four, all partisan, all this way. So something is not right around the court. And dark money has a lot to do with it. Special interests have a lot to do with it. Donors' trust and whoever's hiding behind donors' trust has a lot to do with it. And the Bradley Foundation orchestrating its Emmy key over at the court has a lot to do with it. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC you on YouTube. If you want to keep up to date with the videos we're putting... They've got a lot to do with it. Take this argument to the floor of Congress as justification for a new voting rights bill, reinstating the part that they ripped out and adding to it. Take that argument, same argument, to the floor of Congress to justify not trusting one party because one party has been focused on suppressing your vote. Make voting day move voting day. How about that? Or if you can't move the voting day, Turn the weekend prior to the first Tuesday in November. That Monday and that Tuesday, because you're off Sunday, they're off Saturday. And make those days voting days. Since you have so few polling places where people can vote and you've whittled it down in minority neighborhoods, take that to the floor. But increase the polling places. The opportunity to vote will win out. The massive turnout of this election should be a continuous one. 
We will continue the 2018 blue wave that swept Republicans out of the House. And now this blue tsunami will sweep Republicans out of the Senate. Think about it. Lindsey Graham is running for his life. Uh, Mitch McConnell is facing a tough battle. Cornyn in Texas is in jeopardy. And I think we'll win about five or six. We'll flip five or six Senate seats. But you have to do something with the way it is. You'll have to do something with voting, eliminate, go to the floor of Congress and make the argument and challenge the democracy of these five, six, eleven, twelve hour waits to vote and surgically appoint the money to be spent on polling places in the African-American community. Take it to the floor of Congress and open up the dark money by shining a light on it. Make it illegal to donate and hide your identity, be it through a trust or anything else. What the Democratic Party has to do if they want to survive, if they want to hold on to the youth that will surely support Joe Biden. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about reclaiming a democracy. I had posted a little while back, Victor Orbit, or Orban, became president of Hungary. And this article showed how he took over and became a fascist dictator in nine years. If Donald Trump goes eight years, the same will be here in the United States. Donald Trump defunded the CDC. He left 700 unfilled posts in the CDC, 700 and then wonders why we can't get the science going. Donald Trump is a collector of departments. He takes all of the information in, and then he piddles with the information and spills it out the way he wants 
you to know about it. That's, that includes, and one of the biggest examples is this pandemic. Mike Pence in charge of the pandemic. Now they're saying they've defeated the pandemic. The pandemic is over as all of the states have spiked to record numbers higher than we saw at the highest peak in March. And you get nothing, nothing at all but lies and gaslighting from these Republicans. The virus is over. We've defeated the virus. He should lose not just the presidency. He should be prosecuted. Prosecuted. If you take away any particular, any particular argument from this, how do I call it? If you take away any argument of they've been toadies, they don't have a set of testicles left. Trump has them all. Five one six 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 nine five one six. Oh, <laughs> here is um six one two. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Welcome to the Alpha Show, where the truth must be spoken. Yes, sir. Good evening, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Who am I speaking with, please? My name is David. David, how are you this evening? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? Tell me what's on your mind. Yeah, I was just uh, about this upcoming election. To me, this looks like uh, 2016 all over again, with all the same type of players, the same storylines. And uh, I, I don't think there's going to be that big of a difference in the result. I think we're headed to the exact same scenario. Okay, let me put it like this. This is why it's not different. It's not different because of the many things. Donald Trump has a record now. He has a record of 22,000 lies in the time he's been in office. He has a record of 226,000 dead, according to the reports, because he mishandled this pandemic. He has a record of 545 children who will never be reunited with their parents because they can't find it. And I think he is just flailing. He doesn't know which way is up right now. He's six days away from being voted out of office. Between his sabotage of the post office to slow the mail down so people who are afraid of this pandemic can mail their ballots in, and he wants to somehow declare them as fraudulent. There's so much voter fraud with mail with mail in ballots. 
what is your uh, take on his record? Yeah, it comes down to where your perspective is. So if you look at the polls, what I look at is the independents, because obviously Republicans and Democrats, they both have their minds made up. They're going to vote whichever way they're going to vote, no matter what. Uh, so when you look at independents and you and you look at polls when they ask independent voters, how do you um, uh, like do you blame the deaths of the coronavirus on the president and his handling? If you look at the polls, that they don't. Uh, I think it was more than fifty percent said they didn't blame the presidents for the deaths of the coronavirus. And then when they talk about they asked about the economy and they said you blame the president for the current economy. And the majority of the polls showed that people were didn't blame him for that. They blamed on the coronavirus and the ban and the lockdown. So looking at that, I think um, I don't think it's going to factor in with the way people think they are. And so what I'm looking at is with Biden, what I was kind of worried about was he wasn't generating the enthusiasm that if we had a person like Obama. So when Obama came in in 08, everyone knew he would win because the support for him was so intense. It wasn't about bashing Republicans. It was that the Democrats had this great candidate. And so what I'm worried about now is just like in 2016, people weren't excited for Hillary. People were coming out, and they were basically saying, well, Trump is so bad. And so because Trump's bad, that should be enough to convince people to vote. And it's like I, I knew it back then that wasn't going to be enough. And I feel like now they're making the same mistake. I, and I really wish we had a better candidate because if we had somebody that people were excited about, and then you combine that with the Trump hate, you got a landslide. But now it's like, oh, you got this guy that nobody's really excited about, and you're just banking on just people voting because they don't like Trump. And it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm just not that confident in some people, and especially when it comes to the Midwest. The states I'm really worried about is Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. And um, well, I just, because I'm, I'm from the Midwest, so I know I know the area. I talk to a lot of people there. I travel through that area a lot. And I see more Trump support now than I saw in 16. And in 16, I was warning people then. And I was talking to friends who worked in DNC offices who do a lot of grassroots work, and they were telling me the same thing. They were like, this is crazy. We've never seen a Republican president, a presidential candidate, have this kind of support up here. And I talk to those same people now, and they're like, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's gotten bigger. And you look in Pennsylvania, look at the number of people that have uh, registered as Republican versus Democrat in the last four years, and the Republicans are leading by like 160-some thousand. Same thing going on in Michigan, same thing going on in Wisconsin. It's like people are ignoring these things. And, I, you know, I try to warn people about this stuff, and it's like the mainstream media is ignoring it. And so I see them. That's why I said it's 2016 all over again, because the mainstream media completely missed uh, what was going on in the Midwest. No one saw it coming. They turned a total blind eye. The only person I saw speaking about it was Michael Moore because he's from Michigan and he knows. And so I see them doing the same thing. And I think people, they need to do more to get out the vote in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. People need to stop acting like this thing is done. And people need to get out there and start banging on doors and, and, and trying to get the vote out because if people think this thing is over, you, you have no idea what's going on out here. Okay, and from what you have just articulated, just from what you have articulated, you see that he's way behind in the polls in Pennsylvania and Michigan. He's only behind about six points 
in Wisconsin. So you are disagreeing with those polls. Fine. I understand that. What you are missing, you speak of the the number of newly registered voters who are Republicans. And I say, look at the young people who are basically, they've been, I would say, shocked. And they are going to the polls in droves to get to, to eliminate Donald Trump. Donald Trump will be, um, go down in history as the worst president of our time. And all of the, he's going to jail. If he don't win this election, he's going to jail. He's already a, a defendant, an unnamed defendant, and uh, a case in the Southern District of New York. His lawyer went to jail for it and named him as the co-conspirator. He is guilty of mail fraud, tax fraud. He's guilty of finance fraud. He's guilty of, well, that's bank fraud. He's guilty of quite a bit, but they are simply waiting. I I would not be surprised. He will board a plane and try to run to a country where there is a non-extradition treaty to avoid going to jail. And when the investigation can move forward in Congress about his emoluments caused violations and all of the things that he has done to obstruct justice in his investigation. Now, the Mueller report will be unredacted and readable. Bill Bob might have already unredacted. Well, it's not for public viewing. And nobody yeah, but it means they gave on. the Democrats an unredacted version to review. So it's like if there was anything there, they would have already presented it. Well, the unredacted parts also have a tinge of us. Uh, how do they call it? Classified. And it's not... Um, it's not, they're unable to bring it to the public, but I guarantee right, you. Right, but we we heard we this all before. Out. You remember this? They were saying this in seventeen well, and eighteen, and and we we got sold the bill of goods, and they overhyped it, and they underdelivered. So for me, I, I'm not I'm not waiting for the Southern District of New York and these people because we've been down this road. Okay, what I'm focused on is the election, and what I'm looking at is. The polls are saying whatever they're saying, and just like they said it in 16, right? In 16, they said Hillary was up 10 points in Michigan. They were saying that he, she had a solid lead in almost every one of these states, including Pennsylvania. But because these pollsters don't realize that they have a whole bunch of voters in these rural areas, like in western Pennsylvania and northern Michigan and western Wisconsin, that are traditional Democrats that all of a sudden flip to Trump, they're not gauging these people. That's where the problem is. That's why I'm telling you, when you talk to people who are actually on the ground, who work in these states, they know what's really going on. And because a lot of reporters and journalists in the mainstream media, they're based in New York and in D.C. and L.A. and Chicago. They're not in these areas. They have no idea what's going on. 
they, they have no, I mean, unless are you, you talk to people me? who are on the ground, then how, you know, that's why people know. And the same people that warned me in 16 are the same people that are warning me now. And I, I don't know why people are so confident. Are you, are you kidding me? This is not about Joe Biden. This is not an election about Joe Biden. This is an anti-Trump oh, election. They, they said the this same was, thing in 2016. They said it's not about Hillary. It's about Trump being bad. You, we got six days, David. Six days. Okay. And you will see. You will see that the people. I'm just. I'm, know I'm, not, who I'm not. I'm not calling it now. I just. I, I heard this one before, and we've been we've been overpromised time and time again, and we've had people being. I'm seeing the same problem with like people in the DNC offices being too confident. And they're not working hard enough. They're not out there doing more on the ground like they should be, they're like acting like this same thing is up in the air. And this is this is what I don't like about these polls, because the media makes it seem like this thing is already in the bag. And then all the people that should be out working on the ground, getting involved, getting out the vote, they all relax because they think, oh, it's over. Just like in 16, everybody thought Hillary was going to win, and so people relaxed. They took it easy. They thought we don't have to try. Things already in the bag. It wouldn't have happened. I'm seeing the same thing now, and I'm tired of it. We shouldn't be acting like everything is done until it's done, just like with the Russian investigation. Everybody kept telling me, oh, Mueller's going to get him. He's going to go down. And I was like, okay, let me see it when it happens. And what happened? Nothing. And we've been, t- and I'm tired of it. Nothing I'm tired happened of people because telling me what's going to happen, and, and it never happened. David, David, nothing happened in the Mueller report and then the Russia investigation. Because the treason whisperer came in. The treason whisperer what is Bill Barr. Bill Barr is oh, the this treason whisperer. Oh, this doesn't do with Bill Barr. I, I, read them, I read the Mueller report. Yes, it has everything. Okay, Mueller literally said that Trump and his Bill campaign Barr. didn't collude with the Russians. It says it in the report. It has everything to do with Bill Barr. You know who Bill Barr is? Well, you know his history. I know who Bill Barr is, but I'm talking about the Mueller okay. investigation. Are you telling me that I'm Bill Barr is the reason that the Mueller investigation didn't find any evidence? Are you kidding me? I'm telling you that Bill Barr is the reason that Trump was not prosecuted for obstruction. Oh, come on, did, did you read the Mueller report? And then, like I said, I asked you if you knew who Bill Barr was. Bill Barr I know who Bill Barr is, and I know his history. I'm, I'm talking about the Mueller report itself. Have you read the Mueller report? I'm telling you who Bill That's why I call him the treason whisperer. He's allowed presidents but, to yeah, Bill Barr it, it has nothing to do with what I'm talking I'm talking about the actual Mueller report, the actual report that Mueller put out. Did you read that? You have to bring yourself. No, I didn't. You have to bring yourself okay, so that, to I, a I read it, and so what I... Trump, I Trump, wanted to see Trump for myself. I, I, I was tired of hearing from the media, and I wanted to read it for myself and find out what he found because he spent like like thirty plus million dollars and it took two and a half years. And I'm thinking there's got to be something there. I read the entire thing, and he literally said several times in it that there was no collusion he with between Trump work. and the Russians. It's in there. You he, can read he it. So I don't know. That, that's why I'm so pissed off because for two years we were told over and over and over again, Mueller's going to find it and Trump's going to get impeached and it's going to be conclusive. And we were sold a bill of goods 
and nothing came. Trump and now I'm hearing the same people are telling me about the Southern District of New York is going to get Trump, and there are all these so-called charges lined up, and I'm like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the of people overhyping stuff and promising us the moon, and then when it, when actually when it's time for action, we find out there was nothing there. I'm sick of it. Right now, people need to stop pretending like this thing is over. We need to be focused on getting the vote out. That should be our. We should be acting like Biden is losing in the polls. We should be. We should be desperate like the Republicans are desperate. And we'll. And there then when be, we win, then we'll talk about million, what we'll do. But until then, come on, man. There'll be 80 million early votes out there by the time November 3rd rolls around. The people who are voted by mail, and the people yet to vote. Do you think it's a good democracy when they close up the polling places and you see long lines discouraging people from participating? The early vote is, is not even breaking well in our favor other than in Pennsylvania. If you go state by state, so, you go to Florida, you go to Arizona, you look at Texas, you go all across where they have the early vote numbers coming in, it's only like maybe a five or six point difference in the advantage of Democrats and Republicans. The only state that is totally way ahead for Democrats is Pennsylvania, where it's like something like 70% is a Democrat, only 20% are Republican. So even with the early voting, people are acting like, oh, don't you see that means we're got it? I know we don't got it because the Republicans are going to no, show up on November 3rd. And, so and people we, need, we need to get the vote. People need to go out and vote. And and stop pretending, stop acting like this thing is done. It's not even close to being done. This is going to be a tight election. It's going to come down to the wire. Everyone needs to stop acting like this is a landslide. It's not a landslide, okay? It could have been a landslide. I believe it. If we had a good candidate, we would have we would have an easy landslide. Now we got we got this guy in Biden who's like not even there, who's barely campaigning. He's not doing anything. He's barely even. I, I can't believe leaving. the fact that this what guy is hardly going anywhere. What does that tell you, David? He's he he may as well be in he's, his he's being lazy, just like Hillary Clinton was lazy. The fact that Hillary never and went to Wisconsin during the entire general election campaign does that not work? Does that not bother lazy. you that they're not trying hard enough? Don't you want these people to try harder? No, no, it does not bother. No, me. they you shouldn't try harder. What they because, should? They should. So Biden should Trump, take less, more Trump time off. Makes it bad for himself. Trump makes it bad for How? Himself. He's out there campaigning like in 10 cities every day. He's That's what Biden there, should be doing. Biden should be all over the country spreading, right now. He's out there spreading the virus for herd immunity. Oh, That's come on. I don't care about that. I'm talking about campaigning. Why, is, why is it Biden right now? Why is Biden not out you, in, you in are Florida vote, right David. now? David, you are one vote. If you care, don't care about it, fine. I am telling you like this. He is out there spreading herd immunity. No mask. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so, I'm so people, tired of people focusing on the stuff that doesn't matter. Right now, we need to win. You don't Our think, focus should be about getting the vote out and winning. 6,000 people dead matters? You don't think that matters? I think it matters, but right now, if, if we lose this election, then what do you think is going to happen? I don't know why you're using the term we. You said you're independent. Now, I like I told you last time you called, I don't think you're independent. 
I think you're a Republican who is too shamed to say so. So independent is a way to go. If you, whatever you think of me, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I don't need to justify myself to you about anything. I know what my position okay, is. Well, you know what your position but, but, is. So it doesn't matter. Same here. You're telling me you're tired of this. You're tired of this. And uh, I'm, at this point, I'm about tired too, David. I'm about tired of of listening to this. This is. I've had fun. Well, of course really you have. are because you're the type of person that only wants to talk to people who are going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. And only agree with you. I don't care that's, what that's people the difference tell me. You and me. I, I can talk I, to people I, that disagree with you. I think for myself. I'm sorry, David. You don't I think, think for yourself. Myself. A person that thinks for himself can engage with somebody tired. who disagrees with you're them tired and not have a problem. You're tired of you're, that. You're, 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 you and just repeat so, what you hear on MSNBC and CNN and from people you hear on Twitter. That's I it. I don't watch CNN. You don't, you, you're, not, you're not bringing anything new to the table. Well, what do you watch? MSNBC? The same about you. You don't bring anything to the table, but you're yeah, tired right. of Yeah, you haven't things. disproven anything I've said. Everything I've said is You won't even identify back. yourself as a, as a Republican. You want to troll. I already told you I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. You don't like it because I don't, I don't, I don't no, run with your talking no, David, points. I don't you play, your, like I don't play your, your partisan games like you do. I call it like it is. See, you're a, you're a Democrat truly. You're no different than a Republican. I have no trouble because telling people. You, you have blinders like where you support the Democrats the no matter what they do, whether they do good or they do bad. I don't do that. I call I call it out like it is. I don't play the team game where people act like they're team Republican, team Democrat, and only their side does good and the other side does bad. That's a bunch of BS. Both sides do bad you know, David, stuff. I Both wish, sides do good stuff. I you got to call it out me. like it is. Call me after this election. And I will I call you after this election. I'm, I, I'm wondering if you're even going to do a show. Because if Trump wins, well, what are you going to say after all the stuff you've been saying the last whatever amount of time? You've been making it seem like what this thing is going to be a landslide and acting like this thing if is in Trump the bag wins. when it's not. You, I, 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 if he wins, I got, I got to hear from you because I, I saw a lot of people in 2016 talking the same way you were talking acting like it's in the bag, nothing to worry about. Boom, election shows up, they're left crying, face on the ground. You remember what happened if in 16? I bet you were saying the same if thing Trump in 16, right? You were, you were making the same That's all bold statements, right, that Trump was going to lose no matter what? If, if Trump wins, the democracy is over. There will be no I'm more democracy. I'm asking you about in 2016, you were you one of those people who were confident that Hillary country. was going to win? I, I could care less about 2016. I'm talking about now. Trump has a record. Of course, because People you don't want to learn from the past, so you, you can, don't make. You, 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 you ever heard that old saying? Those who don't learn from the past make the same mistake. He can That's only what the problem is. With an avalanche of lies. Instead, instead of, instead of the Democrats learning from 2016, correcting their mistakes so that they don't make the same problem. Because they want to ignore, it. like you said, it doesn't matter what happened. So you guys are repeating the exact same mistakes. That's why I'm saying this why this thing is in play. But if you guys well, you want know, to keep David, doing the same wanna, thing and expecting a different result, I wanna good luck with you. that. I, wanna, I got to continue to do the same thing, and I want to thank you for your call because I must move on and continue to do the same thing. But I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll still be listening. Oh, he hung up. Damn, David. I'm disappointed now. Disappointed.
I'm very disappointed. David wanted to get the last word in, and he hung up on me. Oh, my goodness, what am I to do? I care so much about it. But I'll tell you like this, David. This is why this is not just 2016 anymore. You talk about 2016 and just like um, this and just like that. And I want to tell you like this. Well, I guess I'll steer out of time. Let me take this other call. 516-666-9516. Oh, my God. I know who this is. 646, welcome to the Alpha Show. Welcome to TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Jay, is that you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is Jay. Listen, come Tuesday, come Wednesday, you're going to have to speak the truth more than you ever have because that's when the fun is going to begin. I'm that's when the fun is going to begin? Yeah, I'm predicting Trump stealing the election. That's my prediction. You I think he's going to... Steal it through the Supreme Court. You think Trump's going to steal it through the Supreme Court? Yeah. That's the way I I see it playing out. He's going to try. I think that's the way it's going to go. He's going to challenge everything as far as the write-in ballots, the absentee ballots. And um, depending on what the turnout is in Florida, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, it's gonna be the case. It's gonna be those same those same states that killed Hillary last time are gonna be the same states that he's gonna challenge, and he's gonna you know. Went it through the Supreme Court or the five four or the five four verdict. That's how that's how I see it playing out. And uh, at that point in time, it's no telling what what's going to happen in the country. You know. Now I say this. I say this. If they have control, if the Democratic win control of the Congress and Senate. Then it's gonna be hell to pay, or it's gonna be real hell to pay. I think then they'll impeach him because the uproar in the country and the blatant response will cause them to impeach him for something. That's the only yeah. way they. That's the only way they'll get rid of him. Well, when they, 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 they can't impeach him, and I say he's got enough impeach. They can impeach him. But they'll never vote him guilty. You know why? Because there aren't 67 Democrats in the Senate. So to to impeach him, you need 67 senators to vote him guilty. And you'll never get the Republicans 
to join in. You will not get half well, Republicans to join in. Well, so they they gonna do they gonna do something. They they go they they now see my only thing is this. I don't think the the Democrats will ever treat him like the Republicans treated Obama. I just don't I just don't see that. I don't I don't see them if 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 let's say Schumer is ahead of the Senate and Mitch is the minority leader, then that could be some interesting at play if they got control of the Congress, which they will. But that that that's gonna be where it's gonna really come into to to play is is there gonna be some things put into play that's gonna cause him some sort of problems. Other than that, you can just forget about it. Because I mean, you live in a state. Isn't the governor a Democrat in your state? Yes, he is. Okay, so. Where God, depending on how things play out, and let's say Mitch McConnell has control of the Senate again, and your boy is the president, all Democratic states are going to be in big trouble. You don't already okay. told you. Okay. okay, well, well under, that, under that scenario, what is it that he don't understand about the blue states? Every red state in this country takes more than they give in taxes. That don't Did mean you that hear what I'm he don't care about that. And he don't care about a lot of things that he should. Now, so what do that tell you? I mean, what is that the behavior? What is the behavior of Mitch, of Mitch McConnell just based alone on the stimulus? He doesn't already got what he wanted. See, what he wanted was the control of the courts because the control of the courts is going to dictate people's lives for the next 40, 40 years. If the truth be told, yeah. let's let's be honest, yeah. civil rights you can forget about it. Affirmative factor you can forget about it. Abortion, you can Yay. forget about it. They're probably going to take, take a white brown voice and go to bed. Jay, come down off your political wet dream. Let me put it to you like uh, this. Excuse me. Excuse me, Alpha. Alpha, explain to me. I just want you to be intelligent now when you make the explanation. Explain to me if all of those cases go in front of the Supreme Court where they're not going to be overturned. Roe versus Wade, civil rights cases, uh, election cases, educational cases, affirmative action cases, all of the cases that have to deal with that type of Legal legislation. Explain to me how there's not going to be five, four, or six, three verdicts. Please explain to me. Well, there's a case that won't be overturned. First of all, Jay, Donald Trump is not going to win. He's not going to be able to steal. Okay, that will put Biden in the White House. Once you get the Senate. And you got the house. 
then you put forth five new Supreme Court judges. You confirm them, and you stick them in the Supreme Court for balance. Then you move down to your appellate courts, and you stick with however many number of people it'll take to balance out that court. You see, these judges that they have appointed you asked me, and I'm trying to explain it to you. So, Alpha, you don't have to explain it. Alpha, listen. Alpha, answer the question. You don't have to explain I can't let you keep talking, Jay, because you won't listen. So I'll put you on mute. And I'll come in to you when I'm done. Jay, once you get the courts balanced, this is not something that Democrats arbitrarily will do. They will do it because of what Republicans have done. Pack the courts with unqualified judges. They've packed the courts with, uh, what is it, the Federalist Society's ideology. And this is why all of these things will come to the forefront. You're back, Jay. You're back. Go ahead, Jay. First of all, five five judges on the Supreme Court ain't gonna do it. So we can just forget about that. If it's not Gonna be like my man Ellie Mustau said, put twenty on, then it's a waste of time. You still did not answer my question in regards to what I asked you. Name me what case that is not gonna be overturned in the courts when it goes to the court. Just name me what case that won't be. That's that's what I'm asking you and you won't answer it. You beating around the bush on me. I'm not beating around the bush. They I have no no, no, uh, no fairy dust dream as to they won't overturn Roe v. Wade. They won't. We will never get uh, civil rights, voting rights, any kind of rights. And do you think that that's going to stand in a democracy? This is why people will vote him out. Period. Uh, all I can say, to, all I can say to you is this. You're talking about a democracy. You're talking about, at this time right now, just think about what I'm saying to you, the panic that the majority of black people in this country are under in regards to this election, the panic of some white people that is happening at this time in this election, and the treachery of the Latino community that is basically going to help put Trump back into office. As far as I'm concerned, voting ain't going to change nothing if it doesn't happen right now. By the time it does change something, things will be so far gone in this country that you won't even be able to repair it. Now, you may not think it, but I think I'm smart enough and I understand enough of history to know that 
if they don't get rid of this guy Tuesday, which I don't think they are, that's my prediction. He's going to take it from him in the court. My only hope, this is my only hope, that they take over the city. That's the only thing I'm hoping for and I think may be able to happen. They take over the Senate. They're going to always have the control of the Congress. And then at that time, maybe they'll show the fortitude to fight and go after them. But as far as I see the courts going from this time forward, unless we take over the presidency and we stack the court with 20 judges, I think that everything that people talk about in this country in regards to civil rights, abortion, gay marriage, and everything else is going to be reversed. And that's just the deal. That's it. Okay, Jay. I hope. Well, I won't be on the air next Wednesday. I've been preempted. I've been... uh, Basically, commandeered. <laughs> but I will. Well, I mean, you're gonna call. You're gonna call in. I don't. I don't think. See, see, I don't think it's gonna happen Wednesday. I think it's gonna happen maybe sometime in December, or maybe in early January. But it's gonna happen because I see this thing heading to. The Supreme Court, and when it gets to the Supreme Court, hey, that's when it's going to happen. And if it happens, this country is going to go through something that I don't think we even have a clue in regards to certain things. But hey, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen. I'm hoping that that wiser heads will prevail, and that there'll be enough of the people who will stand up and that people will take the principle in dealing in honest and fairness. But I don't don't believe that. I think the only way it may happen is if they gain control of the Senate and the Congress. That may change things. I think that will change things. But, hey, if they have control of the Senate, I don't see it happening. They can't change anything if they can't get that. Signature in the White House I think Biden will win We'll take the House, we'll take the Senate And then We can fight with each other Because there are elements In the Democratic Party That don't want to see this change We will find out Who these people are Chuck Schumer's Of course he's one of them But we will see There are Democrats Dick Dirk Dick Durbin from Illinois, you will see Democrats who are a little standoffish and will vote with the Republicans to thwart the agenda of the left. I, I, I agree with you. But listen, let me ask you this one last question. They said that 72 million people have already early voted just for nominal numbers. And let me ask you this. How many of you think out of that 72 million voted for Biden? Out of that 72 million? If I had to, if I had to guess, I would say 50. Yeah, I kind of I, I agree with you. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that the, 
I'm just hoping that the rest of the people get up on Tuesday and go vote in key states like Michigan and Florida. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I don't understand the people in Florida at all. I don't, I don't really be honest with you, Alfon. I don't understand the old people in Florida. No, no, the reason why I say that, also is because think about this. If he gets back in the office and McConnell gets back as the head of the Senate, do you know that they're going to come after these people, Medicaid, Social Security, and any other program that's in this country because of the economic decline? And let me tell you, from what I understand, and I, I really haven't been paying attention, I'll probably look at it before I go to bed tonight. The Dow that went down, I think, something like 13 or 1,400 points in the last two days, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you're right. We're in no serious economic trouble. The stock market is dwindling down. It's, it's yeah. down. Jay, I mean, also, also, I got to get ready to go, but let me say this. We as a community of black people don't even really understand in major cities like me and you live in New York, Chicago, and some of the other cities, the type of crises that middle class and poor people are facing. I know in New York City, I think it's going to be about the worst that it's ever been if this guy gets back into office because he has a he has a serious Hatred for Cuomo, and um, he's not going to do the necessary things to make New York solvent. And the governor, to be honest with you, isn't going to do the necessary things to get it to the point to where New York will be solvent because he don't want to tax the rich. And you notice the little bit of changes that Lightfoot's done been making in Chicago that ain't really getting the play that it should because of the election going on. But listen, these major cities are in for a real, real rough time because if this pandemic, in the way that it seems, it's about to hit again, oh, man, for the next six months, these cities are going to have the lack of revenue that they had maybe worse than last year. But listen, put me on mute, and I'll listen to you, brother. Hey, enjoy the election. Be safe on Tuesday. Take your high blood pressure medicine. Get you a little bit of weed if you smoke it and have you some weed on Tuesday or have you some alcohol. You know, have you a good meal and sit in your chair and just relax, man. Don't don't blow no gaskets Tuesday listening to that BS because it's not going to be, it's not going to be totally known Tuesday night. All right? That's what that's what I do every day anyway, without an election. Okay. Day. Thank you for your call, man. <laughs> My brother. I'll put you on. I'll put you on mute, man. Thank you, brother. Brother Jay has a very fascinating, and I understand people's fears that um, he's going to steal it. That um, the Supreme Court will ride to his rescue. Well, I don't see the Supreme Court getting involved. And I say that because 
uh, what's his name, Roberts? Roberts understands that his legacy will be tarnished. What he don't know is his legacy is about to get shocked. Because when Biden wins and the Democrats start piling piling on new judges to the Supreme Court to balance out their three, now it's taken them three decades to achieve what they have achieved. And the the hypocrisy of uh, Merrick Garland and you gave what Gorsuch his seat then you turn around and you bring the perjurer in uh, Kavanaugh to take that seat and then you bring in the uh, what do they call them um, bridesmaids what do they call them some kind of maids and she's held out information that would have been um, helpful to a process that was a slam dunk. They should impeach her. They should impeach Garland for perjury. First indict them both for perjury. And that'll get them out of the court. Now, Garland is a different argument because he sits in a stolen seat. So I don't know how that's going to go over in uh, in a courtroom when he sits in a stolen seat that should have never been open. Mitch McConnell's backroom skullduggery. You know, this the right, the, the left, the Democrats, have to make them pay a price. And I spoke with um, I spoke with the young man David, and he's sick and tired of this. He's sick and tired of that. First one thing and another. Let me go to um, um, another caller. And I'm a little afraid to go to this caller, but um, they got their hand up and they want to say something. Five six one. Welcome to TruthWorks Network. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Hey, Alpha, the UNJ. <laughs> Blessed be the fruit under his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Handmaidens, okay. Yeah, but, you know, the new justice, associate justice, she's not a handmaiden. She's already gone. She's already graduated from the Redcoats. She is now a wife. She is Serena Joy without question. But they won't be cutting off her finger because there will be no need for that. But anyway... In, um, uh, Alpha, I think, you know, first of all, David was a com- complete trolling waste of time. And um, he was doing a bit of reality radio, uh, inverting uh, talking points to make the points 
on the Republican talking point list, but to try to disguise it as somebody who's sick of it, an independent who's sick of it. But anyway, um, I, I just wanted to call and make uh, and 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 jump on your comments about what the Supreme you think Court will do. No, uh, I'm I'm calling as a caller. Um, what the Supreme Court? I think you're absolutely right that um, while the election will be contested in multiple ways, we're going to see Gore v. Bush in multiple states. It's going to be pushed into state Supreme Courts. And then uh, it will, one or two of them will go to the Supreme Court. And I think it's going to be different this time. And the way in which I think it's going to be different is because of the political climate. Roberts, who is the master of the Supreme Court has the uh, greatest weight in what the court hears. And I think he is going to be reluctant because of the poli- because of the political the political politicization of the court by Donald Trump especially in in regard to in consideration of this recent nomination and and the way in which it was pushed through in 30 days and the political agenda undergirding it. So I think he's going to be very reluctant to allow the court to be slaughtered in the way that it will if the court hears uh cases brought to it in regard to and I think I think the case that will hit is is around the count and the validity of the ballot. So Especially I think he's gonna he's try to protect the court. I really do think he's gonna protect the court because at this point Americans um, overwhelmingly are questioning the political posturing that the court has been placed in. And in that posturing, questioning the validity and the veracity of what goes on in, in, in matters before the court. So I, I think you're absolutely right. But let's for a moment push it in the borders. Let's for a moment consider that they are going to hear a reiteration, a new iteration, new construction of of um, Trump versus Biden. You want to believe... 
that the nonsense that Associate Justice Kavanaugh, the beer boy, the drunk and the rapist, got involved in this week with a document about mail-in voting and ballots, which was clearly a political move by him, by the people who have paid his debt and paid off his mortgage, and the people who blackmailed Justice Kennedy to claim that seat. I think Roberts is going to be desperate to protect the court against the response to all of that, what Kavanaugh did this week, and is probably going to encourage the new Associate Justice Serena Joy to recuse herself on the matter, on two matters. One, on the matter of... um, Um, pre-existing conditions in the Affordable Care Act and the matter of Trump versus Biden. The other is we have to consider Kavanaugh is going to do whatever they tell him to do. But we also have to consider that Gorsuch has demonstrated a pretty rational positioning on this court. Um, He, I think, is a, a, a jurist who simply wants to build a legacy, and he's very careful about his legacy. And I think Serena Joy... Will also be very <laughs> Amy Comey Barrett. Amy Comey oh, Barrett. Oh, Serena Joy was in was in the movie Handmaidens. In in the book. Uh-huh. So that is, I didn't, yeah, she I was didn't a, see the she was a wife. And, she was a wife of the commander. A and you know damn figure. well I didn't read the book. You know damn well, well you I didn't go read on, the book. You can go on Hulu and watch it. No, hell no. <laughs> I read I the book years ago. It terrified me. But but anyway, Serena Joy is the character that terrorizes the handmaid the the key of uh, character handmaiden. And you know, you might want to read it and people might want to watch it because there's also it's it, it's clear the caste system. A handmaiden is a, is a woman who is fertile where the commanders who, for whatever reason, and their wives can't have children, so he rapes her, the handmaiden, while the wife holds the handmaiden down, and this is the law. So that's why... Well, anyway, I mean, it's much too complex to try to explain it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Three three seasons on Hulu. So when I say under his eye, it is part of, 
these people took over parts of the United States and turned them into another country. That's what people don't get. And they captured the people who lived in one of the states was Massachusetts. One of the places was Chicago. And they and they amended them into a new country called Gilead. Yeah. Alpha, you would enjoy it. You got plenty of time to watch it. But anyway, yeah. I think that yeah. Roberts is gonna be what? What Alpha? I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to be serious. No here. more handmaiden. No more handmaiden, okay. all right? Well you keep asking questions about it? Okay. Well you can't so I think Robert I think Roberts is going to be desperate to try to retrieve the dignity and integrity what little of it is left after Donald Trump and in that regard they may not hear any of the cases. They may send it back to the states. Now what well, will I'm that tell you mean? Like what? I'm gonna tell you like this. If after all of this is done and after all of the smoke clears uh-huh. and President Joe Biden uh uh head of the Senate, what's his name? Schumer. Mitch Chuck, McConnell? Chuck oh, Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer, because they're going to lose the Senate. And Nancy Pelosi. If they don't bring in at least five new Supreme Court justices, if they aren't doing that now and bringing in ju- judges to fill the lower courts and balance them out, there's going to be hell to pay within the Democratic well, the Party. Lo- the the, the lower federal clip. courts are designated. The, 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 the lower federal courts are designated. The appeals courts, they can add members. But um, other other courts uh, are, are already designated. So, yeah. um, but they but can be expanded, I think, right? I think they can have a commission I'm hoping, and I'm I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping that uh, Joe Joe Biden, if he, he wins this here. election, will appoint a commission to review all federal appointments over the last, say, five years. Because whether people understand it or not, there's criterion uh, that has to be met to be a federal judge. Which is why within the uh, federal registry, you can find um, the, 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 the citations of the requirements. Because when those seats become available and the nominations are made, um, that part of the law is cited in the announcement. 
people really need to, excuse me, Alphonse, people really need to understand how their government works. For instance, you can impeach a Supreme Court justice, and I'm not understanding why Preet, what's his name, and, and, and Lawrence Tribe and some of these others, Joyce, whatever her name is, that they are not suggesting at this point because of what um, uh, uh, Associate Justice Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, did this week, that he not be called up for an impeachment hearing. At the very least, an administrative review. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You see, you keep talking about Schumer, and we, we have got to have a reckoning in this country. We can't go back to, what, to the way it was. We need to be moving forward to the way it should be. And one of the things is that Schumer, while he is a senior in the Senate, he is just not the leader that we need at this time. Well, he's the one we he got. should not be. He should not be the Senate majority, uh, uh, majority leader. He's not good at it. He's not good and at Nancy it. Pelosi, and Nancy Pelosi. Okay, no let's, let's let's talk about Nancy Pelosi. Don't forget Nancy Pelosi that if Biden wins the election, the odds are that either Barbara Lee, Adam Schiff, or Katie Porter will be appointed to Kamala Harris's seat. That's a lot of good people. Can you imagine the kind of leadership that any one of them would bring to the Senate that Schumer couldn't even touch if somebody gave him a 23-foot pole? Well, well you I'm, know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I just called in to talk about the, uh, about the Supreme Court. Um, I am hoping that if Elizabeth Warren... Uh, uh, is picked for to be the U.S. Treasurer that Charlie Baker, who is a well-reasoned, well-reasoned person. I mean, he's running Massachusetts like it's it's a democratic uh, commonwealth, which it is. He knows which side of his bread is buttered. Some of them others, Paul, whatever his name, and the other lady, they didn't know what side of the their bread was buttered, which is why they were one-term. Steve King, when when he was a governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, he knew what side of his of his bread was buttered. It's a democratic commonwealth. So anyway, I'm hoping that Charlie Baker 
will appoint Ayanna Presley to Elizabeth Warren's seat? Well, yes, we um, <laughs> So, you know, the, the whole idea, we always talk about the numbers and all that stuff, but we got some people in the House of Representatives that they got the seats, they're Democrats, and they're doing nothing. So it's a matter of balancing both the numbers as well as the quality of representation. And as black people, we've got to start being uh, cognizant, sensitive to accountability. It doesn't matter. I mean, look what happened with, with, with what's his name in, in Missouri. The Bush woman, uh, I can't think of her name. My brain wasn't going in that direction. But his family was in that seat for two, for three generations. And here comes a Ferguson activist coming out of nowhere, talking the language of the people who live in that district. They knew it. She knew it, and he's gone. And we can do that in other places. Like, you know, I don't know if you know, but Elsie Hastings um, is my a first cousin of mine. First cousin. Brilliant. Without a doubt, there is no doubt. But he's very ill. Corey Bush is who I thank you, El Michelle. Uh, but he's very ill. And we have Ron DeSantis, a governor, the governor of Florida, who is, I can't even call him a Republican or a GOP. He is a Trump hemorrhoid. And if Elsie dies, He's going to be reelected. If he dies, Ron DeSantis is going to determine who goes into that seat. That's why we got to play smart. I mean, if somebody had called me and said, "Hey, you know, we know you know Elsie. You know what the what the story is. Can you? Because Elsie doesn't live far from where where I'm sitting." Can you go around there over there and sit down and talk with him and um, let's figure out something? That's what black people have to get straight. Huh? What? What seat does Elsie He's in the House. He's in the House and DeSantis will get to a point? Yes. A replacement? Yes. Oh, jeez. What about the special election? You know, and I ain't trying to pick on nobody that's dying, you know, but, you know, it's, it's just like Elsie has been fighting this cancer for almost two or three years. Same thing with um, uh, Associate Justice Ginsburg. And everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, he's strong, he's going to, you know, get over it. You you don't get over pancreatic cancer. 
All gone. So, um, you know, so I, I, I think we've got to get a lot more strategic, and I think that's what, what's going to happen with Roberts with this court. None of these people, well, Roberts, Gorsuch, none of them, Sotomayor, none of them want to have this shit hanging, this, this vomit that Trump has regurgitated all over them for the rest of their careers. All right, Dennis. All right. I've got to uh, I okay. go out and I want to. And I want to uh, give... Uh, I think you're right on the, on the Supreme Court thing. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you on mute, so... Uh, no, I could, go, I, I could go back on my speaker. Hi, Al Michelle. I felt so much right, better then. after the book club yesterday. Okay, Alpha, love you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Janice Graham of Our Common Ground. One thing I didn't play with promos for her in India, but um, the conversations went rather long. This is for Jay and David, because they believe that Donald Trump will survive all of this. And now it is Mike Pence who will not guarantee that he and 25th Amendment boy will accept the outcome of the election. And Senator Mike Lee of Utah tweeted late last night that democracy isn't the objective. Liberty, peace, and prosperity are. We want the human condition to flourish. Ranked democracy can thwart that. And the FBI today has revealed it has arrested six, quote, militia members. This is Olbermann versus Trump, and I'm not Trump. I need you to share this video. I never asked this except for the dog-saving tweets. But put it on Facebook. Embed it. Email it to people. Tweet the short version. Tweet the link. Go door-to-door with it. This is the list of the 50 worst Trump atrocities. Number 50, he was impeached. My God, it's the 50 worst Trump atrocities, and impeachment is only number 50. Number 49, repeatedly claiming that until he began to mention it, nobody knew that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Number 48, in August 2019, claiming he would be curing AIDS and curing childhood cancer, quote, very shortly. The foreshadowing of the vaccine is imminent claim is astounding. Number 47, insisting his beautiful new health care plan to replace Obamacare would be announced immediately. He started claiming this in January 2017. Number 46, telling the Agriculture Department to never again use the phrases climate change or reduce greenhouse gases and instead say jobs and infrastructure more often. Number 45, it's infrastructure week. Number 44, ordering transgendered persons out of the military, out of the bathrooms, out from under the protections of the Civil Rights Act. Number 43, continuously claiming that CNN and the other networks were cutting away from his fascist rallies because he can see the red lights on their cameras going off, even though none of those cameras have red lights. And if he's seeing red lights, he needs a CAT scan stat. Number 42, saying of any athlete who took a respectful knee during the national anthem, quote, get that son of a bitch off the field, using the vice president for a prearranged stunt where he walked out of an Indianapolis Colts football game, a stunt that cost you, the taxpayer, $250,000. Number 41, threatening to defund sanctuary cities in 2017, threatening to defund anarchist cities in 2020. They're the same cities. 
Number 40 started calling the news media the enemy of the people in February 2017 and demanded the, quote, fake news networks be investigated by the Senate Intelligence Committee. Number 39 insisting Hurricane Dorian would hit Alabama. When the National Weather Service corrects him, he shows a map in which the hurricane's path crosses Alabama. It's a map which had been poorly and obviously altered with a sharpie. Also tossing paper towels to the inundated underwater victims of Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. Number 38, blaming the California wildfires on not enough raking of the forest. And then hoping for more global warming because he was cold. Number 37, evading the emoluments clause daily, hourly, renting space in Trump Tower to a government-run Chinese bank and the government of Abu Dhabi, institutionalizing pay-for-play by demanding diplomats who wanted access stay at his hotel in D.C., forever traveling to his own properties and then billing us for the rooms and the $3 water bottles and the tea times at Bushwood. Number 36, claiming Obama wiretapped my office which became Obama spied on me, which became lock him up. Number 35, dismantling the early warning pandemic preparedness unit in September 2019 and leaving 700 CDC posts unfilled. Number 34, repeatedly lying that he'll soon release his tax returns, but he can't right now because they're being audited. Nothing prevents anyone from releasing returns under audit. Number 33, insulting the memory of the late Congressman Dingell and the late Congressman Lewis and the late Senator McCain. Number 32, threatening to nuke North Korea and nuke Iran on Twitter in words that sound like graffiti scratched into the stall of a public toilet. Number 31, every other one of his goddamned tweets. Number 30, saying Joe Biden, quote, hurt the Bible, hurt God, he's against God. Number 29, revealing classified intel about American infiltration of ISIS to the Russian foreign minister and the Russian ambassador in the White House with no other Americans present, talking privately to Putin without other Americans present at least 17 times. Number 28, the haircut and the orange clown makeup, and the fact that he thinks they make him look like Winston Churchill. Number 27, boasting he aced a mental acuity test because he could remember the words person, woman, man, camera, TV. Number 26, when North Korea tortured Otto Warmbier to death, defending Kim Jong-un, when the Saudis murdered Jamal Khashoggi, defending Mohammed bin Salman, when American intelligence found the Russians had interfered with the election, defending Putin, Number 25, tweeting that the four congresswomen of color, Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Presley, and Tlaib, should go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. They came from New York, Cincinnati, and Detroit, and Tlaib graduated from North Dakota freaking state. Number 24, moaning about the wall, lying about the wall, insisting Mexico was paying for the wall. Number 23, running for re-election, lying for re-election, bribing for re-election from the day he took the oath of office. Number 22, trying to launch a new birther conspiracy against Senator Kamala Harris, failing, instead calling her a monster, a socialist, and saying we would never have a socialist president, especially not a woman. Number 21, moving to deport the dreamers 
and use the National Guard to arrest the undocumented and end DACA and overrule the Constitution to end birthright citizenship. Number 20, pulling out of the Paris Climate Change Agreement, 195 countries at the conference, 194 countries in the agreement, everybody but us. Number 19, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel only because the evangelical Christians want it, because it works into their end times prophecies in which all the Jews are moved to Jerusalem, then converted, and then there's a rapture. Number 18, outing and persecuting Ukraine whistleblower Colonel Alexander Vindman and Ambassadors Sondland and Yovanovitch and Acting Attorney General Sally Yates and FBI Director Comey. Number 17, saying to the President of Ukraine, I need you to do me a favor, though. Number 16, responding to what is at least the 25th credible accusation of sexual misconduct against him, E. Jean Carroll's charge that he raped her by saying, quote, number one, she's not my type. Number 15, after winning election because of Hillary Clinton's use of private email accounts for government business, letting Hope Hicks use private email for government business, letting Jared Kushner use private email for government business, letting his daughter Ivanka use private email for government business, letting his wife use private email for government business, letting his vice president use private email for government business. Number 14, never acting after the Russians offered a bounty on every American killed in Afghanistan and ultimately siding with the Russians against his own troops. Number 13, calling the American dead from World War I losers, and the dead at the Marines' most hallowed ground, Bellow Wood, suckers, and at the grave of Lieutenant Robert Kelly, killed in Afghanistan, saying with sincere mystification, I don't get it, what was in it for them, as he stood beside Kelly's own father, his own chief of staff. Number 12, personally composing the lie about his son's meeting with Russians, peddling dirt on Hillary Clinton. Just by doing that, he was guilty of obstruction of justice and of creating a White House cover-up, and his campaign was guilty of collusion to fix the last election. Number 11, the whining, the bitching, the moaning, the complaining, the self-martyring, the endless bleating of the snowflake, who three months into his presidency claimed no other politician in history had ever been so mistreated. Number 10, invoking ancient anti-Semitic tropes by repeatedly claiming that Israel was the real country of Jewish Americans and that any Jewish American who voted for a Democrat showed, quote, great disloyalty. Number 9, calling those protesting the murder of George Floyd thugs threatening them with their vicious dogs and ominous weapons, trying to call up 10,000 active military members to beat them, gassing the protesters in Lafayette Square, walking to the church and using a Bible as a prop for a photo op, campaigning on, quote, law and order, when what he really means is police state. Number eight, attacking the U.S. Post Office, sabotaging it, stoking lack of confidence in mail-in ballots, and then making up a law that every vote's got to be counted by next Tuesday. Number seven, accusing Adam Schiff of treason, accusing Nancy Pelosi of treason, accusing Barack Obama of treason, accusing Joe Biden of treason, accusing the Democrats who did not applaud him during the 2018 State of the Union Address of treason. Number six, repeatedly refusing to say he would accept the outcome of the 2020 election, just as he had repeatedly refused to say he would accept the outcome of the 2016 election. Number five, appointing a Supreme Court justice he had no right to appoint, appointing a drinking perjurer to the Supreme Court, appointing a non-drinking perjurer to the Supreme Court. Number four, 
his toady attorney general lying and burying the Mueller report, issuing a fraudulent four-page summary, twisting the outcome so Trump could say he'd been exonerated when Mueller specifically said that if the president clearly did not commit a crime, they would have said so in the report. Barr and Trump will go into history with the men who faked the Gulf of Tonkin attack during Vietnam and the men who fabricated the excuses for the Spanish-American War, and the men who justified the rationalization of the internment of Japanese-Americans in World War II, and the men who sided with slave owners in the Dred Scott Supreme Court case, and the men who faked evidence of WMD in Iraq. Number three, putting kids in cages. Three Junes ago, 1,995 children separated from their parents, trying to find safety in our country. Three Septembers ago, 13,000 kids in a tent city in West Texas. Last week, 545 kids still in government hands, and still we cannot find their parents. Number two, stochastic terrorism. Trump speaks, others kill on his behalf. Those were his racists at Charlottesville, and he called them very fine people. He inspired the MAGA bomber who sent pipe bombs to 13 Trump critics, and the FBI called me one day and said, hey, guess what? There's a second list in his computer, and you're on it. The El Paso shootings, 20, killed by a man repeating Trump's claim of a Hispanic, quote, invasion, tweeting liberate Michigan and liberate Virginia, and then white nationalists try to kidnap the governors of both states, refusing to denounce the QAnon terror group because they like him telling the Proud Boy terrorists to stand back and stand by, pointing towards the crowd at a Florida rally, while a couple in the front row flashed the white power symbol to him last Friday. And number one, the pandemic. All of it, from the first minute to a minute ago, 226,000 dead. And a study from Columbia University that 210,000 of those deaths could have been avoided from it'll magically go away to his chief of staff almost boasting on Sunday, quote, we're not going to control the pandemic. And this creature, this murderer Trump, should be indicted for negligent homicide for every single American dead. Please share this video. I hope you were listening, David. I hope you were listening, Jay. He will not win because there are, he will lose too many of the evangelical, brainwashed Christians who call themselves Christians. I gave you 50 reasons that he won't win. Pick from the 50 of the thousands of evangelical Christians who will show up to the polls but they won't vote for that in that line. And they may even vote for Biden. Everybody else will be Republicans but they may vote for Biden to bring civility back to the White House. We don't have to do a damn thing. Biden doesn't have to do a thing. He is doing it for us. No, Roberts will not allow these nefarious, pernicious bullshit. He's out of bullshit. 
that's what will be the case. Because at this point, the Supreme Court won't even hear it. Because for them to overturn an election where he didn't get, you think he's going to get the popular vote? He lost by 3 million the last time. He will lose by 10 million this time. Take that to the bank. And I'll tell you all again, I got a $3,000 bet with two people that Donald Trump will not win re-election. I will be one sad MFR come next week if he continues, if he wins. And I'm not, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. You can take it for what it's worth. This man is unfit to be a president. Knowing the pandemic was airborne, it's deadly, he downplayed it because he didn't want to cause panic. He panics in everything he does. He basically spews panic. Be it the caravan of terrorists, rapists coming up from the southern border, and in the caravan there are uh, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, all of the people, all of the things that he has the gall to say. We'll see what happens. Even the people on the right have begun to turn on him. And there's nothing he can do about it. At this point, there is nothing he can do about it. I want to thank David. I want to thank Jay. And I want to thank Janice, OCG of Our Common Ground, that'll be on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Is that the 31st? I believe it is. The 31st is my daughter's birthday. Yes, it is. The 31st. will be her birthday. But join Janice Graham of Common Ground. And remember, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end.
everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call the sweet where I hang on. Mother, mother, ooh.